This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. California is not known as a landlord-friendly state, and a few new laws are adding to that reputation. In addition to statewide rent control that caps rent increases and makes it difficult to evict bad tenants, at least two cities in the San Francisco Bay Area have completely outlawed the use of criminal background checks to screen tenants. These fair chance housing laws are designed to prevent homelessness among the formerly incarcerated. But are they fair to landlords and other people maybe living nearby? I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Oakland was the first California city to adopt an across-the-board ban on criminal background checks. It was approved in January and impacts almost all the rentals in the city. Berkeley also adopted a similar measure in March. And there's a push among housing advocates to get more Bay Area cities to follow suit. There are exceptions to policies in Oakland and Berkeley, but not many. Landlords in an owner-occupied duplex or triplex can run a criminal background check when they're renting another unit in the same building. People looking for a roommate are also allowed to check on a person's criminal record. Landlords may also refuse to rent to registered sex offenders or to affordable housing applicants who've been convicted of manufacturing meth. Landlords who violate the rules face fines and potential criminal charges as well. The Bay Area cities of San Francisco and Richmond also have fair chance housing laws, but they only apply to affordable or government-subsidized housing. You'll also find some version of these laws in Detroit, Chicago, Minneapolis, and other cities. But it was in Seattle that led the nation with the most stringent fair chance rule, similar to the ones now approved in Oakland and Berkeley. Landlords in Seattle have mounted a legal challenge against the law. They lost their case in the Washington State Supreme Court, but have appealed it to the U.S. Supreme Court. That case is still pending, although the high court recently rejected a challenge to Seattle's first-come, first-serve law for rental applications. The laws in Detroit, Chicago, and Minneapolis are not as hardcore. They may require that background checks are done after an initial screening or are limited to more recent convictions or types of crimes. If you're curious as to what a less strict policy might look like, the Minneapolis Fair Chance Ordinance offers a pretty good example. Applicants who've committed first-degree murder, arson, robbery, criminal sexual conduct, or kidnapping are acceptable if the crimes happened more than 10 years prior to the application. For those who've committed lesser felonies, they're good to go at seven years. If they've committed misdemeanors or previous evictions, they'll be qualified to rent in three years. The landlord can also do an individualized assessment at his or her own expense to prove that an applicant that falls within these guidelines should be rejected. That ordinance goes into effect this June. Civil rights groups and housing advocates say formerly incarcerated individuals have already paid for their crimes and deserve a second chance without bias. They say these rules reduce the possibility that these individuals will become homeless. The City of Oakland website says that 73% of the people who live in homeless encampments were previously incarcerated. But these bans can also increase the risk for landlords who may be ultimately liable for whatever happens on their rental properties. This is a touchy subject because many people with a criminal record would make perfectly good tenants. And it's true that they've already paid for their crimes. But landlords also need to manage their risk. And these ordinances deprive landlords of information that they could use to make informed decisions. As reported by Corporate Direct, these kinds of laws don't change a landlord's responsibility to protect neighbors from criminal acts of their tenants. 
If a tenant commits a crime associated with the property, landlords are often blamed in court. Neighbors upset with a situation could sue a landlord for allowing a situation that becomes a public nuisance or threatens public safety. Corporate Direct helps entrepreneurs and investors maximize their financial potential while protecting their assets. It doesn't have a lot of good things to say about owning rental property in Oakland, except that landlords should be sure to put their rentals into an LLC. That will help protect the owner against personal liability. It also suggests that Oakland landlords sell their properties and invest somewhere else. It does not recommend buying property in other Bay Area cities because so many are also considering similar legislation. And as I mentioned, Berkeley has already passed a fair chance rule, so that's a done deal. What Corporate Direct is suggesting is that landlords divest of their Bay Area properties and invest far, far away from California. There are many good single-family rental markets outside of California, And that doesn't mean you have to give up your California primary residence. Remote real estate investing is easier now than it's ever been, even during this pandemic. At Real Wealth, thousands of our members have selected and closed on properties without ever actually seeing them in person, although we highly recommend going to visit the property. But if you can't, you can always send a local inspector and an appraiser, which we highly, highly recommend doing, even if you do go visit the property. Again, I recommend in-person tours when you can, but in times like these, it may be wiser to depend on the research you can do on your computer, along with those third-party advisors who are local to the property. You can get a lot of information on our website about remote investing at newsforinvestors.com. It's free to join, and then you'll get access to our research on the best rental markets for affordable, cash-flowing rentals in strong job markets with growing demographics. And, of course, qualified property management in place. Again, you can get those details at newsforinvestors.com. And once you join, you'll get access to our daily webinars that we're doing with property managers nationwide to find out how their rental collections are going through this pandemic. And so far, it's pretty impressive. Today, we did a webinar on Houston, and that's a market you would think would be pretty hard hit by the collapse of oil prices. But for some reason, the property manager there had a record number of applicants and a record number of leases signed during the month of April from the most qualified applicants they've seen. So riddle me that. I don't know what's going on. If I were to speculate, it might be that those people are moving out of apartments so that they can have a single family home with a yard during these uncertain times. Anyway, the details and the information are at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors.